You're listening to the We Talk Nerd Podcast, a podcast about gaming, movies, and everything nerd. I'm your host, Brandon. And I'm Andrew. And Jared's not going to be joining us today because he is uh, not feeling too well and doesn't sound too great, so uh, we'll be missing him. But Yeah, uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to hear like, hey guys, so, I mean, I'm <laughs> sure he's, he, he'll get better, he'll get better. Yeah, but uh, we'll start this week off with talking about the injury, and I'm sure he's got a lot to talk about with the, uh, the new De- Destiny 2 DLC yeah i do but if you want to get into other news and then we can save that later or i mean you can uh because I mean, all yeah. i played with this week was destiny 2 <laughs> so. yeah um yeah just go ahead and tell us about it okay cool so yeah um curse of osiris is a new expansion it was released tuesday december 5th um i played around three hours and i beat the main storyline and that's that's as expected. Three hours for these expansion passes and their storylines. Um, that's just the story. You know, there's more content to come. Uh, but if you looked at the previous Destiny One expansions, like House of Wolves or even uh, Rise of Iron, those are about three hours long, and they had, they had a little bit of cinematics and everything. And uh, I think this is this one was one of the better writing and storytelling cinematics and gameplay um for the destiny series out of out of out of an expansion i'm kind of on the opposite end of that which one uh the whole uh the better it being the better storyline really yeah it's just like one of those like it's too it's too uh scattered or what what do you think um i felt i don't know it's just like i don't want to give it a you know spoil a lot of stuff but it doesn't feel like anything's accomplished Really? Did you beat it? Yeah. yeah. Huh. I, I guess I mean, I mean it's, di- it's different. Ca- um, the character of you... Osiris is a cool, and like the concept they were going for was cool, but I felt like it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't grand enough. I'm just speaking about the the expansions. Did you play all the Destiny One expansions? Uh, yeah. Okay, so you played Rise of Iron and yeah. even. I mean, I'm not House saying it's the worst. But I'm not saying it's the best either. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't compare to Destiny one, the main storyline or right. Destiny Two the main, main storyline. But as for all the expansions, I think this one's better. It, it had a grand scale to it. And in, in my opinion, there was there was dire situations. Uh, of course, the the there was a big guy you have to kill. So that that guy was really cool. Um, I mean, no spoilers. I mean, that's that's just how every every one of them is really. Right. Um well, I, you know, everyone everyone has their own opinions, and I I enjoyed it, and then that kind of leads into the rest of the 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 entire expansion of of going into the adventures and going into the infinite forest, uh, seeing seeing how that's dynamically played out, which is I think was really cool. Um, they're going to release more on this because it's 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 like the season two plus Curse of Osiris released, so you see a lot of changes in Eververse. And that you saw that bright engrams turned to like illuminated engrams or something like that. Um, right. So you're getting a new loot table, a new like ghost shells look really cool, new ships, new ornaments, um, something to really look forward to when you open up those bright engrams. Sorry, illuminated engrams. Um, so I, I, question, hmm? I have a question about that that I haven't really uh, looked into yet. But is all of the previous like stuff from the bright engrams no longer obtainable for now? They're no longer obtainable for now, right? Okay. Um, and then the idea is that, like, they did this in Destiny One when the Eververse actually came out, 
um, was that they had these these same sort of sort of seasons. They didn't really call it seasons, but they 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 had these these um, set pieces or whatever these this these emotes that you can only get. But then they brought everything back at the very end and say now you can get everything from the beginning. So eventually they it will it will come back so you can get everything else. But for now that's that's it. Kind of it kind of gives you a little bit more um urgency, right? right. <laughs> so that you want to you want to get those and that's 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 the nature of the business. I don't I personally don't like the idea of locking it down, but but it's yeah. it's a business and I can understand that. Um what else we have. So yeah, I was talking about the how like this this is just going to be part of the release so there's seasons so you get a new clan banner so that's a whole new stack like set of perks mm-hmm. if you looked at the perk list for your banner it's it's really different it really is um I, if i could log in and see that i probably would read them out but uh some really good stuff there i saw like some earn more legendary legendary shards so it's like the first one that's like that's pretty big considering that legendary shards will get you a lot of things now that Raul can sell you Ingram for legendary shards or you can buy you can buy specific things i think even from uh Banshee for for stuff can't you or i i i haven't looked at that too much but um i think you can buy the mods like the actual legendary mods with shards i should probably verify that while uh I've seen a couple mods, but they're not with shards. They're with some other kind of component thing now. Okay, so yeah, if you reach 280, then yeah, you're you're using legendary um or like what was it? Legendary pieces that you dismantle from legendary mods, and then you can buy those. Um, but either way, Banshee has a new like place where you can buy. Uh, your certain mods on on rotation like this week is you can actually buy connect kinetic mods you don't need to actually roll for kinetic mods anymore which is pretty amazing um yeah it's pretty nice um and then of course like like i like i mentioned like there's there's gonna be more uh release uh what would you say like more patches coming out for next week december 12th uh there's a lot more a lot more things coming out i think the masterwork system is going to be coming out next week, September twelfth. Yeah. Uh, let's see what we have here. The raid layer will be released December eighth, so Friday, one p.m. That's exciting, right? And it's it's like the uh, just a couple bosses, right? It's it's going to be shorter than the main raid. Shorter than the main main raid? We don't really we have no idea. I mean, who knows? I mean, uh, it's say they say shorter, right? But if it's if it's harder, then it may take, take longer for other people. Yeah, who knows? Um, I think they did say that it was, it it was it was not as many events as the original Leviathan. I think they so mentioned that. I mean, it's to be done in conjunction with the other part of the raid, right? Uh, no, you don't fly into the regular Leviathan raid and go into it. You oh, really? you just you you. You start. It's a, It's like if you saw the menu, uh, you you're flying into like a separate part of it. Okay. But you're. And I think because I don't think you can actually set forth. Like you can't fly into this part of it and then go up into the Leviathan and then start that event. I think it's just okay. So like you, you have to start one, it. You have to back out. And back go out. Come back in. I assume. Okay. I mean, I that's what my assumption is. But if you could do it all in one, that would be pretty cool. That that's what cool. I was thinking. It was all in one. 
So I'm looking at Banshee right now. I just want to, I want to correct myself really because I, I actually take a look at this. But so there's the normal uh, create armor mod worth for two mod components, legendary mod components in Glimmer, and then the new places, the new um, mods that you can buy on rotation, like weapon attack mod, is five mod components plus ten legendary shards. So that's that's part of the the yeah. other aspect of using more legendary shards. And then I, I have to verify right now how much the legendary package is from Raul here. The legendary package is twenty five legendary shards, and that will give you one legendary engram. It's pretty hefty. That is hefty. That is hefty. Considering that I think Zer will come out on Friday with a 97, I think, I think, yeah, 97 for for an exotic that you don't have, which I think is probably be worth it, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like like I mentioned before, um, there's the, like December 12th, another patch, masterwork items, some other large items. Um, for for this week, there was a lot of, of patch notes that came out with Curse of Osiris. Some notables would be pulse grenades were brought down in power. So Titan dual dual pulse grenades is has just been brought down a it's, little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hate that, but the grenades are really nice. They are nice. Yeah, it made you feel really powerful. Um, the other nade power, like all all the other nades, have been brought up power. So if you really did like, you know, that one nade uh, that you didn't want to use because it's not a pulse grenade, now it's actually it's probably viable. Try it out, see how powerful it is in PV, PV and PVP. Um, let's see here. I did try the heroic playlist. Oh yeah, how was that? That was fun. It's it doesn't have a modifier on it, like I, I expected. It would it would have. But it is higher recommended recommended power, and it um, it's just more fun, more challenging. I, I remember the Vanguard strikes were just like a like a roll, like just the walk in a park. Or this one actually, you have to <laughs> you have to have some teamwork involved. Um, and as as for the the rewards from the heroic strike playlist, I didn't notice any like increased chance of legendary or anything like that but there's definitely more loot at the very end of the chest just more stuff flies out of that just, yeah, more just tokens another to, just another way to play the game depending on how you like it right and i assume when zer comes out for a three of coins that's the main way of getting of getting exotics was doing heroic strike playlist plus your three of coins so something to think about um and of course, I I only played really three hours of of the Curse of Osiris expansion, and there's more to play. So I'll have more news next week, um, especially with the raid layer coming out this weekend. I'll get get my group together, get it done, and even check out the 300 boosted uh, normal Leviathan raid because that has been upgraded now. And so is Nightfall. I did I, I did I did did, did do the Nightfall. Um, and that was a little harder, but uh, still, still a nightfall. Nothing's changed really. There's some um, controversy too around the expansion. You know, it's just because you know Destiny of the Game Reddit is just a huge salt mine. Um, 
<laughs> of of just people that that want to they love the game. It's like it's like they all love the game. They want it to be better, but they do it in the wrong way. Do you know what I'm talking about? They they just kind of post, you know, negative yeah. stuff. I mean, they're it's very they're very passionate. I mean, they they want this game to be more. They do. They do. They do. And I can understand their point of view because the, the controversy now is that uh, Destiny 2 aspects of Destiny 2 are being locked behind the expansion past like trials and prestige raid. Uh, I found I found this to be like I, I found it to be expected as like with normal MMOs. If you don't buy the expansion, you don't get to play the expansion endgame sort of thing. But I can see where they're coming from because the issue comes in where the expansion uh, just locked previous content that was already there. So it's something that I'm sure Bungie will be more transparent about in the future because I can see them giving you something and then saying, okay, I'm going to take you that away because the expansion passed. That's, right. a, that's a little weird. So I feel yeah. like next week they're going to have some sort of Bungie news update and say, this is the reason why we did it, or they're going to say, you know, this was not intended. Let's uh, let's bring it back, you know? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like, it's like a WoW. It's not, because it's not nowhere near a WoW expansion level, but like, they come out with new content for WoW, and they're like, well, until you, like, you can't no longer play this old stuff unless you've yeah. done all the new stuff, which is kind of silly. But it gives, you, I mean, it gives you some incentive to buy the expansion pass, I assume. Like, you know, if you don't, if you get everything you want out of the normal right. game, then right. why, why do you need the expansion pass? Well, I mean, you should make the expansion worth, I guess, buying without taking yeah. away the old stuff. Yep, and that's also that's where the argument comes in. There's two sides, really, and uh, maybe, like I said, Bungie will will be. They they have stated that they're going to be more transparent, and this is one of the things that they should be more transparent about, and they should respond to the uh, community about. So I expect an answer um, for that. Um, along with Destiny Two news, this is basically the last Destiny Two news. Is that our clan is growing? rapidly um i would it's up to 1500 people Dang. it's it's spanning over it's spanning over 15 i've i've made extra clans now just tonight to make sure that we can handle the the popularity uh and there's a reason i think there's a reason for this because we we pro, we promote uh, a positive positive space for destiny players respectful attitudes friendly friendly environment, helpful people. Uh, we also give them the information and the tools they need to, you know, get a fire team together, get get in the game and have fun. So for people that are listening and don't have a clan, or if you're listening to the clan, or if you're listening and you're part of the clan, you can share this podcast and say, you know, these guys really want to share and are passionate about building up a community around just gaming in general. It doesn't have to be Destiny 2, but Destiny 2 seems to be very popular at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, get you know, get your friends in this Discord. We'll uh you know, we'll 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 uh shake their hand and, and send them off there to get some awesome loot, you know? Mm-hmm. That's all I have for Destiny 2. Cool. A lot of Destiny. I I played it, you know, like I finished the story. That's about as much as I've done so far. So, same with me. Other than Nightfall, yeah. Uh, I don't really. There's not a whole lot of news that's come out this week. Um, 
I do know. I wish Jared was here to talk about this, but they're the PUBG desert map uh like revealed it hasn't like the actual maps out now with all the city names and what the name of the map's going to be and i think there's a little bit of descriptions and screenshots of each little location but uh, i think that they said that they want uh most of this to be discovered from gameplay so they're not talking about a whole lot with it but it's it's i think it's coming relatively soon to the test server so if you wanted to play that it'll be available pretty soon I'm sure a lot of people are are just waiting, itching for for that. You know, the PUBG's been actually on the downslope. I assume. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't really looked into it, but a new map would breathe some fresh air into it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, not new bugs, because <laughs> it's just it's just it's just one of those things with PUBG. I just know there's gonna be some funny bug videos or some people just uh, flying. There's always know. something. There's always that stuff. And of course, like even with Fortnite, uh, I think I, what's what's the difference between for I like actually watching Fortnite over uh, PUBG. I don't play any of the games, but I do like watching those games because it brings a little, little like level of, you know, just adrenaline and watching Fortnite is just super goofy. Like it's meant to be goofy. If you find yeah. a bug, it's yeah. it's goofy anyway, whereas PUBG, it's like you find a bug that ruins it. That that ruins the whole immersion for yeah. a lot of people. PUBG so. is really kind of immersive. One of the more immersive games on the market. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of really all I have for game news. Uh, well, actually, I want to talk about the new Civilization expansion. The Civ Six Rise and Fall expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you play a lot of Civ, but I'm a big Civ fan. Mm-hmm. Um, this game is coming out February 8th. Um, it's not going to be covered by the season pass. Ooh, which is kind of okay. surprising to me. But so uh, it should expect a lot more out of it, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the season pass is apparently only going to cover like the small DLC that's released for things like new sieves, uh, new um, what they call uh, like not really maps, but kind of like uh, gosh, I forgot what they're called now. Um, the scenarios. Scenarios. There. Yeah. Those. Those are all going to be covered by the season pass. Okay, but I guess in terms of expansions, they're not going to be covered. And with Civ in the past, this, the expansions are pretty like they're pretty large. They had a lot of gameplay, but uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about a couple of things that we know of so far. Um, one of the big things is the uh, Great Ages. So at the start of each era, um, you know, there's the Middle Air, the Dark Ages, Middle Ages, Modern Age, you know, all all the different ages in the than the Civ games, but mm-hmm. whenever you start a new one, you'll either go through a Dark Age or a Golden Age, depending on how well you advance to the previous era. So if you mm-hmm. did, if you get a high score, you know, from doing science progress or military progress, like you'll enter a Golden Age where, uh, which we'll talk about in just a second, where you get a loyal a loyalty bonus and increase, and it will have through all your citizens. Um, but if you don't, and you kind of go on the decline, going from one era to the other. Then you'll go into a dark age, um, which will decrease the loyalty of you know of all the cities. But it'll unlock new things called the dark policies, which are kind of like a uh, they're good and but not they're kind of good and bad. So like you'll have really you'll have a really good buff, like those will like buff whatever you're trying to go through. Like you'll have better science or whatever I'm sure, and you'll be able to do better. But uh, it also has a trade off with it. Um, that's that's really interesting like almost yeah. add a dynamic to to like throttle yourself 
yeah, over like the could, edge. So or like something. you could like purposely go into yeah, a dark yeah, edge yeah. to use one of these policies to you know do it. It's like a different way of playing. Like you know, huh? So it'd be interesting to see when it you know, actually comes out. But uh, if you do actually overcome a dark age, you go into a heroic age, which is like the golden age on steroids. <laughs> So that might be another reason to go into a dark age. I, I, I can see a lot. Of, yeah, I can see a lot of people being like, "Okay, here's here's what you here is the calculations of whatever you get in resources for all golden right. ages. Let's say you did all golden ages across the board, but then if you did like dark age, heroic age, dark age, heroic age, like that's different. Like it might be completely right. different. Well, let's let's talk about the loyalty of which you know it might not be good to sabotage yourself because each city is going to have a loyalty rating. It's sort of like another health bar. Like, you have to keep your loyalty high, because if you don't, the Civ will secede from your uh, your civilization and become independent, uh, an independent free city. Mm-hmm. Um, the free city is not, not necessarily like another Civ or a city-state, because it doesn't, and, you know, doesn't do all the, uh, the uh, government policies. It doesn't have any kind of, you know, it doesn't interact with government stuff, but, like, it'll have its own army, and, like, it'll try to defend itself from invaders. But another Civ can come along and influence that free city to join them. So they get a free city without even having to fight anybody. Wow. So, like, you don't have to destroy the city and lose all the perks. Like, it keeps everything and it just joins other Civ. So, like, if you purposely, nu- you know, kind of make yourself go into a dark age, you could lose a city. Right. And it could be taken away, which is even worse. Right. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And the loyalty, it kind of works where, like, you can, the closer each city is to each other, it bolter, bolsters its loyalty. So, like, in your empire, with all your cities close to the center, it's going to be a lot more loyalty. But if you, like, on the ask, outskirts, on, like, the very edge of your empire, it's going to be less loyal. So you're going to have to try to appease everybody. Or take it back by force, because you can go back with your army and retake the city if it leaves. I wonder if there's a, a thing where you can, like, send... um loyalists to persuade other sides like on the outskirts of other um factions we'll see that's if like i don't it's not a lot of details out right now but i'm assuming that if you're close to some another city and like you have like a lot of loyalty and a lot of happy citizens i'm I'm assuming that it's gonna play an effect on the neighboring empire and maybe lower their uh loyalty and stuff and not you might be able to take it over that way yeah yeah, but I know I think they did confirm that there would be a like a period of neutrality within a city once it leaves its other sieve, so it won't be like instantaneously taken over other cities. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, uh, city states, which are the existing mini sieves, they will be able to be taken over via loyalty. So, like I said, if you have a high loyalty, you can take that city state over without ever having to go to war with them. So it's kind of adding another, like another way of playing the game of taking over the world without fighting. So it's kind of, kind of interesting. Um, hmm. back to uh, some more loyalty stuff. There's a new uh, character, not really a unit, because you don't, uh, you don't really make them and move them across the map. But they're called governors. Um, they're between a great person and a leader. Um, they're sort of like spies where you place them in a city, but like I said, they don't move across the map. They don't have health like a unit does. Um, there's seven different types of governors and you can only have one of each. So There'll be like one that's good at military, one good at science, one good at religion. And I'm sure there's like a couple mixed ones in there cause there's not seven different types of victories, but 
and you know you just place those in your cities they'll they're they'll help bolster the loyalty they'll have like uh special uh you know bonuses for each different type so you can like make a city good at science or make a city good at military that kind of thing and like i said they act like a spy so like you'll just have a menu where you assign them to a city and that'll help with like the cities on the outskirts of your empire with loyalty and stuff you put a governor over there to help out very nice. Uh, <laughs> is, is there a price on this yet, or? Uh, not yet, but I'm a. Oh, I'm sure there is. I'll have to check in on that. Um, well, I'm still talking about other stuff. They're making a couple changes with alliances, so they'll be like. Currently, I think alliance only works for like if you get attacked, we'll join a war with you. But they'll have different ones where like you can go into a science loyalty where, like, you both of you focus on like sharing scientific discoveries and stuff. And if someone like tries to steal it from you, you know. That kind, that kind of thing. A lot of different types of alliances. So it's not just military based. Just, you know, adding uh, diversity to the gameplay. And uh, uh, there's dedications, which I haven't talked about yet. But at the, at the start of each new era, like the Great Ages and Dark Ages, you get to choose what kind of civilization you're going to be. So, like, you, you know, you can pick if you're going to be like a, you know, not not necessarily this, but like you're going to be, um, if you're going to have a lot of war, if you're going to try to advance science faster, or try to, you know, spread your religion more, and like if you complete the goal, you you get like a buff in loyalty and uh, things like that. I and, I honestly yeah. played Civ games like maybe for, I don't know, a little bit of time. And I went like military route, and I got completely destroyed like later down the road. <laughs> so tough. I mean, yeah, it's it's tough that way. And I'm not too familiar with Civ games. I did like the you know the aspects of building up your cities and like mm-hmm. different aspects of like even down to the minute details of of resources and and resource management, and gathering and going out and and turn and like turn management and stuff so i, I did like that point yeah point. it's sort of it's uh, they're called four times games and they're sort of like there's it's like chess but with multiple different levels of how exactly like rts there's like multiple levels on how, like you have to manage all this different stuff while playing it. And i don't know if you ever played canton but it's like a lot a lot like canton the board game and things like that or Catan. i don't know i'm not sure how you say it Catan. Catan. yeah 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 yeah. I I like that. Now this is more simple though. Like Civ right. is so, so complicated. It's there's a lot of complexity to Civ. Yeah. Um. Some other new things: emergencies, which to me is a lot like in the previous game. They had uh, like the United Nations, and they had like you would vote on like policies to ban certain resources or ban actions and stuff, and you take voted on it, and whoever voted, like, you get to propose, and whoever's proposing at the most votes, you know, got assigned. But with emergencies, there'll be things where, like, an event will happen, and, like, the world has to come together to fulfill a goal, and, like, you'll get a bonus if, like, you might, you might want to try to sabotage another Sith from trying to fulfill the goal, or you might want to just fulfill the goal yourself and get the rewards. So... It's an ethical, like, I'm sure, I, don't, I haven't really looked into a lot, and there's not a lot of information, but, like, maybe, like, a flood emergency or, like, a tsunami or something where you want to, like, pledge so many resources or gold to this thing, and then if you do the most, you win, and you get the larger bonus. Aliens attack. Award's gonna be. Yeah. If, is there an aliens attack? That would be amazing if there was an aliens attack in that maybe, game. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, they ha- they've had the, uh, they have a lot of science stuff, so maybe. Um, who, who makes Civ? 
Siv is Sid Meier's. Uh, it's by 2K. You think they could do like an XCOM's made by 2K? Yeah, it's right? made by 2K. They actually, uh, the they've actually had a standalone game called Civilization Beyond Earth, which is actually based on like in space on alien planets fighting aliens. Awesome. I just, I'm that just came out between Civ Five and Civ Six. I just think that they could really do an alien invasion, and then like the the resources like get XCOM agents. In Civ Five, there was an XCOM unit. Oh, perfect! Honestly, it's not That's in awesome. Civ Six, but in Civ Five, there was an XCOM <laughs> unit. That's awesome. Great. Um, and of course, there'll be new types of units, new districts, uh, new Civ leaders. Uh, one of the announced Civ leaders is Korea. Great. So, it's not not it's like the like uh, older Korea, not the current Korea, of course. Gotcha. As it uh, says, the, one Korea. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just the United Korea before the uh, the split, but the expansion will cost thirty dollars. Is actually you can actually go ahead and pre-order it now. Sounds like a lot of stuff for for thirty. It's a lot bucks, of stuff. So. It's a lot of stuff. Very so, cool. Hopefully, it adds a lot of dynamic gameplay to the game. I really, I really, really, really like Civ. So we'll see what that does. That's all I really have to talk about with games. Uh, there is, the, I I overheard this over another podcast, and it it could be huge, like really really big for for Nintendo, where they you know because Nintendo's going to get all the rewards really at the at the rewards ceremony right the right. game of the year i mean it's the space <laughs> there's mario odyssey and there's breath of the wild so i mean and even even more rabbits pie has some things up there too i'm sure um that the idea is that like they will they i don't know what they they said they're gonna do a release not a release not an actual game release but like a release of a announcement announcement yeah, announcement of a game but they don't this is they didn't this say is speculation what game. this is speculation yeah. uh during the during the ceremony they don't know what it is, but if it's going on a trend between, you know, release a little bit here, like release it in a mobile, release it in a DS game, and then release it into a bigger, you know, a bigger, more standalone game for the Switch or something, there it's possible that it's going to be Animal Crossing. That'd be exciting because I've had a lot of fun with the mobile app lately. Because they did the mobile app, and if it goes along with those same lines of like if it did Mario, you know, Mario Run, then then Mario Odyssey came out, right? And mm-hmm. then I think they did it for for other phase, basically other games or something. Then now it's going to be, you know, Animal Crossing and, and the new Animal Crossing game for the Switch. Possible, I mean, it's very possible. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Uh, a lot of these games are getting popular, like Stardew Valley and the Golf Story <laughs> stuff like that. We could see a lot of cool new elements in Animal Crossing, so we'll have to see. It could be Metroid as well. There's a lot of a lot of Nintendo titles. I mean, they already have the new Metroid game that's already been announced. They already have the new um, Pokemon that's been talked about. So, so they guess it talked about them stuff. But like, what would it be a huge? I guess it has to be a huge announcement. Like, so I mean, this is speculation, of course. Maybe they won't do it. But if they do, you heard it here. You know, heard <laughs> you heard it here. Kinda. Yeah, kinda. Where he heard it from someone else. You know. So. <laughs> I just want to throw uh, that out there. Maybe yeah, expect of, that. Yeah, speaking of game awards, uh, let's not talk about like top five games of the year. It's been a lot of games. Yeah, you, you would have way more 
because you played played more games than I, played, I have. I've so played a lot of the new titles. I think people are more interested in what you wanted. What they? <laughs> what what I would played. say is my top five of the year, and these are all games released this year. Um, mm-hmm. And only ones that I've played. I'm not going to put a game on my list that I haven't played. So these are the top five games that I've played that came out this year. Uh, Legend of Set, Legend of Zelda: <laughs> yeah. Breath of the Wild, number one, I think is best game to come out this year. It's gonna get game of um, the year, yeah. definitely. Below that, Horizon Zero Dawn, which is another great adventure game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, PS4 exclusive, it's a great game. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins is my number three. That's you kind of that right there though. That's really interesting that you put I'm it. I'm having so much fun playing that game, like. Over I come Mario home every day. I just want to play some more. I put it over Mario. I'm wow. me personally, like I'm having a lot of fun. Like you can see kind of a trend. Breath of the Wild, Horizon, Assassin's Creed. Oh, I'm a big you. adventure yeah. open world type of player. I love those kind of games. RPG elements and a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um and then Mario would be my next one. Um mm-hmm. Heralds back to the old days of Mario, and I like that a lot. It's a good it's a good, good, good game on the Switch. Um, next below that, another Mario game, Mario Rabbids, because I'm a big fan of XCOM gameplay. So I think that's another, I think that's my fifth best game of the year. And uh, another game that's all, I haven't put on this list, but probably deserves to be on this list, is the Divinity Original Sin 2, but I haven't got to play it yet, so I don't want to put it on here. But I'm sure I would love it, because the first one, I, which I played this year, which is it's great. Yeah, that's more on the heavy, heavier side of the RPG elements, but right. but adventure still right. as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah I that's, feel... that's my list. <laughs> okay, the 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 memes come out now of like Andrew's list, like Destiny Two, Destiny Two, Destiny Two. Okay, so <laughs> let's be. I mean, I'll be I'll completely honest. It's just uh, I I I play. I don't I don't play too many games. I like games of services. You know, I like my MMOs. Right. right. Uh, I don't dive to too many mmos nowadays mainly because uh you know they take a lot of time um but i did play a lot of wow with you guys back you know mm-hmm. in the beginning of the year so mm-hmm. legion legion was way up there um I, but i wouldn't put that down on on the list I mean, so technically much technically legion, legion came out last year but... it, yeah so it really doesn't even count in this list so <laughs> I did play a lot of that game and then I didn't really play other games. But when I did have a chance, I played like Uncharted 4, which did come out this year, right? Still came out this yeah, year. It's, uh, very, I think very later this year, maybe. Now I have to check because if it's last year, then I'm going to put it on check. this list. Yeah, go ahead. Check it. Uh, but regardless, though, I still want to put Mario Odyssey as my number one. Nope, 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 nope. Not even close. But not even? I'm done. Not even close. Like I'm done. Of last year. So. Wow. That's that's how that's that's where it all comes comes down. Like I don't I don't play I don't play too many games. I don't play too many single player games. <laughs> I play a lot of games versus services. And then now just recently, because of the switch, I get to play, you know, the single player games. So you're mm-hmm. you're probably just gonna see, honestly, Switch games plus games of service. So I have my Mario Mario Odyssey is number one because it just took me back to not only nostalgia of Mario, but nostalgia of like single player experiences. Mm, right. And then Mario Rabbids did almost the exact same, except you know you have the XCOM adventure with just Mario in it, with this goofy, crazy world. But a bit of strategy game to it. Oh yeah, and since and, and it's challenging. The challenges are challenging, and the storyline's fun, and it's just a fun game, right? It's a weird mashup, but it's worked. 
Yeah, and that you, this, the storylines for both of those you know, are very minimalistic, but they make sense and they're good, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Destiny 2 will be my third uh, because like the storyline is, you know, it's, it's there. It gets you through with action, with all of all of what encompasses, you know, the the graphics, which is amazing on PC, right? It's amazing on PC. Um, and then the the music, which I think deserves game it of the year. It deserves it has great has great music. I Not agree. Even in Halo, they've always had really great orchestra music. Yeah. So I mean, the experiences that. It, that 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 brings was good for a, a solid FPS looter shooter, and that's that's mm-hmm. my that's my bread and butter. That's like the the game I love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I put that Destiny Two as number three, and of course I play tons of hours in it. Um, but I still want to see Destiny Two get some sort of award at the very end, maybe at least for music, something like that, or graphics, because gra- it's like, so like, beautiful. Music is so a beautiful. good category for. Yeah, um, I'm not even gonna say the next two because Uncharted. I already said Uncharted Four. I was like, yeah, I played that a while back. I think it was this year, this year. It was last year. So I think both of your games. I think the uh, ESO expansion even came out last year. So <laughs> the Morrowind expansion came out last year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, I played. I played a lot of ESO as well. I think that's a great game. <laughs> so I've played it since the release. But I need to get back into it. This list is it, this list is not game of the year. This is list Andrew. Andrew played these games this year. Top games Andrew <laughs> played this year. <laughs> yep. And I'm sure Jared's is, is PUBG. Yeah, we'll have to um, get Jared talk about it next week. Yeah. There's some speculation. I'm sure PUBG's on there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So let's, let's talk about a little bit of TV show and movies before we, I guess, end this thing. Go for it. But uh, I finally finished The Punisher. And I have to say that it is only second best to the first season of Daredevil. It is so so good. It's good. It is. I'll, have you have you started watching it? I watch bits and pieces of. It. I, I'm. I was like, I do. My my wife sits there. I'm on my laptop. Either I am like gaming with the controller a little bit, like here and there, or I am doing like uh, clan related stuff. But I'm watching the scenes that are crazy intense and wow, yeah. It's good stuff. It, it's it's really good. It's I, I know we've talked about it before, but if you haven't watched it, go watch it. I just I mean, just started like I think she just binge watched it, so I was I was kind of there for a, half of it. Um, I I don't I won't personally like uh boost it or hype it up a lot because I only seen half of it. But the stuff I did see, I would call it. So first of all, I would call it like a drama with mm-hmm. brutal action, brutal mm-hmm. like. It's, bold brutal and then you know every scene can go from like zero to 110 seconds and then when it does it's like better than 90 percent of movies out there like the the, the actual the actual action and cinematics that they do the choreography and everything is better than most movies out there so usually don't see tv better than movies but in this case you know it almost deserves it uh so very good action yep uh and I, I, there's so much the uh, I don't know how to say it, I don't want to butcher his name, but uh, John Berthenau, I think they say it. He played uh, he was in The Walking Dead, a Shane and stuff. Yep. If you watch a lot of the show, he has such a great depth of character. You normally see the Punisher as just a stone cold killer who goes around killing all criminals, but in this show, he, there is so much more to this character in the show. It's incredible. He did a, such a good job of making this 
like making this hero seem like a real person. I don't think it's you could a, pick a better person for that. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I agree. I, I was also thinking like in the lore sense for Punisher. Do, do you know more about Punisher? Uh, a little bit. Because I was just thinking like in the realm of Marvel characters, uh, his his abilities or whatever are are what like uh he's just a he's just a from what i understand he doesn't he just he's he like the show he's just really good at shooting people gotcha right yeah whereas like you know daredevil has something else whereas right yeah other people have something else where he is just a military trained machine person yeah Yeah. okay i mean it may be different in the comic books but i know in the realm of this stuff he is just a really good shot yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could take a beating. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. But uh, some other some other things I'll talk about. Uh, there's been talks that Tarantino wants to do a new like a Star Trek movie. I don't think he's ever going to get the ability to. So do I don't know that. if he's. I don't, I don't know if he's going to get to do that. He might. <laughs> yeah, he might like know. get the help with a new Star Trek movie. But that's that's interesting. Well, yeah. The real question is: Are they still doing Star Trek movies? I believe they are with like, the same characters. To... We're doing with the same same yeah, characters. Yeah. Same I believe lore. they're going to do another. Like I'm still, I'm sure they're still doing movies uh, with the with the current three that's out now. Right. Okay, Tarantino. Sure. Um, I can. Expect... I don't know if I get the dark the whole thing, but I'm sure. I don't. Want, I don't want to see Kill Bill Star like Star Trek edition. So it's going to happen. <laughs> that, that would that would actually happen. Yeah, and then you you have to have Samuel. Oh, Jack. like if it's a Tarantino movie, of course. Yeah, he's got to have Samuel L. Jackson. I don't know how where he's going to come in there, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'd be a Star Wars Star Trek crossover, and he'll come in as Mace Windu or something. Perfect. <laughs> just just just, create, just put all the memes in one. You know, all why the memes not? in one. Um, I haven't got to watch it yet, but they have a Jurassic World: The Fallen Kingdom trailer came out. Um, Follow up. Just a, yeah, it's uh, the sequel to uh, the last Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess their whole moniker for the new Jurassic series is Jurassic World. But uh, I haven't got to watch the trailer yet. But the main, I guess, idea of it is it's going to be more about the dinosaurs and less about people running from dinosaurs. So that'd be interesting to see because you know Jurassic Park has always been a kind of like, hey, we're on the island with dinosaurs, we have to survive. So I might see more about like, hey. This is what dinosaurs are doing in this world. I I mean, how'd you think of the first one? It was okay. I didn't yeah. hate it. It was alright. I didn't hate it. I just didn't think that it could survive a second film. Just mostly like they I mean, it's more Jurassic Park, right? Original, amazing. Right. Ruined it in the second one, right? <laughs> yeah. This I hope they don't do the same. They I don't know how they can make it better, right? I, Oh, just, we shall see. But I know that uh, the main theory of this one, which <laughs> kind of heralds back to the, I like it is the second one, is uh, dinosaurs are in trouble. They could be wiped out via a volcano. So let's get them off the island. And if anybody remembers the second one, they take a T-Rex, I think, back to New York City, maybe? Or oh, yep, yep. California yep. or something? <laughs> Doesn't end Please well. don't. Please. And, like, the whole... We have to save the dinosaurs from this volcano. Kind of makes me think, well, they're going to bring dinosaurs to the city again. Well, if Jeff Goldblum's in it, I guess they have to. Why not, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's all. That's all I have talked about. So I did go see Thor Ragnarok though in oh, yeah. theaters. What did you think? I I loved it. It was amazing, mainly because you know we put you put Led Zeppelin and you put Thor action scenes together, and you you have the best cinematic moments uh, that I've had in a long time. Uh, those, those those scenes were really really epic. You know, it's a good movie. Um, I thought you know it's some t- some parts of the story I it lost me, but they always brought me back with like funny, funny lines and great acting. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. that's all you really need to bring it back to. Like Korg, Korg is the best. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. He's he's just there, right? Yeah. Um, action scenes were amazing, of course. Like all the acting done from Kate as uh, Hela and Chris. Thor, Tom as Loki, Jeff as a Grandmaster was great. I just you couldn't pick the better better person for that. I don't think that was and, a pretty interesting role. Yeah, it's a really interesting, interesting role, and he, he did a really good job on it. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Tessa too, as a mm-hmm. as a Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think she's going to be now like part by part of that series. Hopefully, it keeps going. And yeah. I want to I want them to keep the formula. Just keep keep that formula. Yeah, good to Ditch go. The first two. Um, and then I didn't really get, I mean, no spoilers. I didn't really get the after scene credit thing. I didn't get that, but I mean, yeah, maybe I have to watch the Marvel movies. Yeah. Did you get it though? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. I'll have to read up on it. Oh, like the very, very end. There's two. There's one in the middle of the credits and then one in the very middle. Okay. Now I have to watch both. So, (laughs) and overall, I, the one at the very, very end is kind of disappointing. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But overall, I think I want to rank this up as one of the top Marvel movies. It's really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. Good stuff. But, uh, that'll be it for this week. Uh, so I guess we'll have a uh, close it out and promote. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Um, we have an awesome website, guys and gals. Pixelpubgaming.com uh it's 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 basically a culmination of what we do here um and has we have all of our communities together our gaming communities which is destiny 2 wrath incarnate is our clan there we have bad bad mama jammas for world of warcraft and we're preparing for battle for azeroth and they're you know just as jared would say they're they're gearing up they're having fun uh if you're listening we're playing a lot of wow right now yeah playing a lot of wow so if you are playing wow and you want to get into a, a, a guild because guilds are basically your your way to have fun, in my the opinion. Yeah, your life. It's, it is exactly the lifeblood of the game. Uh, get with Blaze. Uh, he's on the Discord. Get with get with one of us. You can ping us, and we'll we'll get you an invite, and we'll go from there. We also have information podcast, and you can even listen to the latest um, podcast on the front page. And some more information regarding uh, who's you know part of our crew. So if you can go to the crew page, you can see us a little blur about us and all of our tags where you can find us, like PSN, Xbox, Steam, or Twitter pages or Twitch pages or something like that. All right, yeah. go visit it, pixelpubgaming.com. Go check it out and join us. As always, I'm Abop, A B O P. Come join us on Discord, the website, the WoW Guild, all that good stuff. Send us emails at wtnpodcast at yahoo.com. Tweet at us at wtnerdpodcast. And uh, yeah, we'd love to interact. Give us feedback. Love to hear from you. 
didn't get to stream this week, so no live audience, no 20 questions, but uh, we'll be back next week. We'll be back. Yeah. So uh, from us to you, see you later. See ya.